Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. His podcast, which is on fire, is Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. You can check it out on Apple, iTunes, wherever. I guess that's the same thing. Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Major is anchoring the main CBS Evening News tonight, but he's carved out a little bit of time to be with us. Major, is that a nice chair you get to sit in behind the big desk? Is it comfy? It's a regular chair, but it uh, has great symbolic importance. So it's a regular chair, but it doesn't feel like a regular chair. Do you, you know what to, I mean? Do you get to develop like a like a rider, like musicians, right? You, you have your your room with green M and M's and. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow your roll. Substitutes don't have any of those things. Okay, I am a substitute. Okay, I am a substitute. Let us capitalize that, italicize that. And put it in bold letters. I am a substitute. So I have no claim for any of those riders at all. I just take the chair when I'm asked to take it. I do have a serious question, though, about the history. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, my gosh, you know, Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather. Yeah, right, right. I know where you're on. going. I know where you're going. When, is, my friends text me, when yeah. my friends text me and say, Major, you're in the Walter Cronkite chair, I say, stop telling me that. <laughs> right. Knock it off. Is there any I will museum? Fall apart if you keep telling me that, I know that. I'm trying to not Stop. know that. It's actually uh, one of the most accomplished working newsrooms to this day in the entire world. But is there any museum feel to it? Do you? Do you uh, is there anything in there that commemorates any of that? Do you feel the history? Do you feel the weight when you're in there? Well, so the weight is conferred by saying the words "CBS Evening News." That's where all the history resides. Uh, there's nothing in the studio that commemorates anything. The studio's in Washington, D.C. It's a very modern, uh, very attractive, well-lit, well-designed studio with things that would have uh, completely mesmerized uh, Edward R. Murrow, Walter Cronkite, and everyone of that generation, video boards, and all sorts of technological things that were just completely beyond their reach. Um, but when you say the words, the CBS Evening News, you know the legacy that you are a part of and you are trying to protect and advance. And every time I say those words, the CBS Evening News, I feel that tremendous weight and responsibility, but I don't feel it so much that I can't talk, which is close to what would happen if I really thought about it too much. (laughs) I want to ask you about something in the news today and get your perspective on this. So Three service members are killed in Jordan. The president comes out today and he said that he's made a decision about the U.S. response and what we will do. Uh, but he hasn't elaborated on that or given further detail. And I get that from an operational standpoint. That's probably smart. How close are we to this being at a whole nother level with what's going on with Israel, Hamas, Iran, Syria, Iraq, that part of the world and our involvement? We're very close. The Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, said yesterday that the region is more unstable and more dangerous than at any time since 1973, maybe even before that. Those are his words, not mine. Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, is a student of history, like as President Biden is, as many of us are. Um, it feels as if this could, at any moment, it's already out of control in Gaza, it's out of control in the West Bank, it's out of control on the northern border of Israel with Lebanon and Hezbollah, meaning that there is kinetic military activity going on every single day. It's already bad. Not only that, there's kinetic military activity as the U.S. 
military in the Red Sea tries to protect shipping vessels from Houthi militia attacks, missile and otherwise. So it's already a war footing. It's just not as bad as it could get, and it feels very precarious. And the president and all of his advisors have made it clear the United States does not want this to get any worse than it currently is, but it must protect its interests. It must protect those who are operating in that area, and it must retaliate for the death of three Americans and the injury sustained and suffered by 40 more at Tower 22, a place that not very many Americans knew about. Um, it was not a closely guarded military secret. In military circles, it was well known, but we didn't really understand that we had a place at the very northern tip of Jordan, right at that borderline between Iraq and Syria, that was a logistics hub and uh, an operational base. And nothing had gone wrong there. Nothing had, hadn't been attacked. There hadn't been any drones there. And they got one through by masking it to look like or come right after a U.S. drone. And there was some confusion. What was it? And there's now going to be beefed up air defenses around Tower 22 because they weren't there. They were in other places that were much more subject to drone and mortar attacks. So more precautions will be taken and there will be retaliation. And as every president reserves the right to do, as they should, time of our choosing, place of our choosing, and presidents don't tip that stuff off in advance. And Major, of course, it is an election year, right? So how does the administration's Mm -hmm. support of Israel's war potentially impact Biden's run at the presidency? In a hundred different ways. I mean, look, if there's a wider conflict, if there's a U.S.-Iran conflict, the price of oil goes to $150 a barrel. The European economy is already struggling. Fourth quarter, the German economy contracted the uh, French economy, the British economy were basically flatlined. Only Spain and Italy were economic economies growing in Europe and the European Union. The American economy remains robust, by the way. It is a super important global economic story, the resilience and the robust, robustness of the U.S. economy. That's jeopardized. It will be jeopardized even if there isn't a direct conflict between the United States and Iran, because if Houthi rebels continue to disrupt global trade, The time it takes not to go through the Suez Canal, but to go all around Africa will increase the price of commodities because it takes longer. That will tick back up inflation. That will aggravate consumers. Not to mention places like Dearborn, Michigan, where Muslim Americans, Arab Americans sympathetic to the Palestinian cause are in basic open revolt against the Biden administration for what they regard as an open-ended commitment to Israel to do whatever it needs to do in Gaza, that is causing dramatic problems in a battleground state of Michigan. So the complications for the president are enormous. And they are not just political. They're geostrategic. They're economic. But in an election year, you have to think about them. Some presidents weigh them and weigh only the political risks. Some presidents have to weigh them, but also make practical decisions based on what's in the best interest of the United States here and now and three or four years from now. We'll see what the president does. He is CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett. I've got a great idea for you out there. Here's what you do. At 5.30 tonight, our time, the CBS Mm. Evening News with Nora O'Donnell's on. But not tonight. It's Major sitting in for Nora. So check that out. Here's what you do. You put your TV on. Mm -hmm. You put the closed captioning on so you can 
Read what Major's saying. You can see his handsome face reporting on the best news in America, what's happening in the world, and you can listen to us at the same time. You keep the radio on, you put the TV on, you look at Major, you listen to us. I think this is a winning plan. That sounds like a party. That's a real party. You're right. <laughs> That's a right real party. You're... <laughs> Major, thank you so a, much for that's joining us. a nerd us. party, if I ever heard of it. Yeah, man, that's that all is, right. That is one nerd party. Yeah, that is a current events party. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Major, thanks for taking some time for us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Okay, bye-bye.